Hi, this is Jeannie Kelly, and I'm so excited for this week's guest on Credit Over Coffee, Rod Griffin from Experian. And I'm going to be asking him the credit questions we all want answered. And it's Cybersecurity Month, so he's going to share some tips with us. Grab that coffee, grab a pen and paper, and let's get our notes going. I'm so excited for today's guest, Rod Griffin from Experian. How are you doing, Rod? Hey, Jeannie. I am fantastic. So glad to see you. Oh, it's great having you. I'm so excited. And, you know, I, I, I'm i excited because I always love knowing what's going on at Experian, what's new, what's happening over there. So share some new information. Oh, there's always something new. Uh, we are, at Experience, you know, very committed to helping people become more financially successful and improving their financial health, overcoming barriers to financial inclusion. So we're always looking at ways we can empower people. And most recently, we launched something called Experian Go, which is a service for credit invisible. So people who have no credit history at all, really the, the first step in becoming more financially successful is to have access to lower cost non-predatory lending, which means you have to have a credit report. And so Experian Go will help a person if they have no credit history at all, you enroll in our free app and we'll automatically create a credit report for you. Just provide some identifying information, a picture of your, um, I'm trying to think of all the things, your ID, so we can verify that. And then a, a live selfie, so we know you are who you say you are, kind of using technology so that you're in the system. And then from there, you're able to now report your cell phone payments, your utility payments, your streaming services. And as of just a few weeks ago, your rent payments. So you can report positive information to Experian to help build that credit report. So all sorts of new things happening. Uh, I love with that. With our company and with, with our industry. Yeah. So right away, someone, the fear can be, you don't have to worry so much because a lot of times people think it takes so long to build credit, but you're saying this is very quick and and that's what people want to hear, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, it, it's, you know, it, you still have to build your history. It's, it's mm -hmm. the way I describe it is in order to win the credit race, you have to get in the race in the first place. And so we help you get to the starting line and give you the tools to win that race. And the first step is getting into the starting blocks that's what Experian Go does. Experian Boost helps you get started down that track and gives you control of it. Uh, it's still a, a long race, right? It still isn't going to be instant. But what we found is that people who enroll, want to establish a report, and then enroll in Experian Boost can go from having zero credit history at all to potentially scores in, in the 620, 630 range or better. So it's not great, but it's way better than nothing right, right. so it, it's it's the starting point right yeah. better than being invisible yeah rod how did you get into this line of work <laughs> dumb luck um <laughs> so i'll try to make it a short story i was looking at the one ads for my stepdaughter who was looking for a job and there was an ad for someone to do education and communications for experian and i told my wife i could do that and she said, well, send a resume. And I said, well, I like the job I have right now. And she said, send a res resume anyway. And that was 25 years ago. <laughs> and here I am. 
Uh, So, you know, it was my background was journalism. So I was a reporter, editor. I was working actually for municipal government communications at the time I applied and had been a substitute teacher. So it all kind of fit. Um, and, And so it's really been about education and about helping people and finding a role that that really lets me do that's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And I, what is your favorite thing about what you do? Helping people, giving mm-hmm. them the information they need to make their lives better. Uh, and it's um it's incredible that you know I regularly have people tell me that just sharing information changes their lives. And you don't find a job where that happens very often. But we hear it all the time. You know, and it's just sharing information that they can act on and giving people power. Right. Exactly. And it is, I only, for me, I love teaching credit tips. I want individuals to just learn the basics because once you learn the basics and if you can master the basics, you can win at the credit game. Yep. That's how Absolutely I feel, true. you know, so you experience us so much with the credit knowledge and the credit tips. And I'm excited to be coming on a credit chat. Can we talk about that? How can people find the credit chats? Because I think the it's every week, it's consistent, it's ongoing education in the credit world. Where do people find that information? Yeah, we have a, a weekly Twitter chat called Hashtag credit chat, really clever name. And it's more than credit, though. It talks about credit, but also other personal finance topics. And you can find out more about it at ex.pn slash credit chat. And you'll find out you know, what our upcoming topics are. We're just working on one that's Halloween theme uh, in a couple of weeks. So that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, you can join us there on Twitter. It's live. It's really about having an open conversation about personal finance and and gaining knowledge from experts in the field like you and and others who join us. So uh, we've been doing it seven years now, I think. Nice. Lucky seven. And who taught you about credit? Um, You know, it's interesting. I've learned more at Experian than I have just from just about anyone else. You know, I always tell the story. My parents had differing views on credit. My mom thought it was a gift from God and my dad thought it was a tool of the devil. <laughs> and it's really neither of those. So it was, you know, they argued about credit and money. <laughs> and so, you know, being an Experian, working with people who are experts in the field has been extremely beneficial to me. And, you know, learning that credit is a financial tool. That's all that it is. If you use it well, it works to your advantage. If you don't, it can wreck your finances. So you, it's about using that tool right. You know, you don't want to hit your thumb with a hammer. You want to hit the nail. Right. So using credit well, uh, you know, I've learned about that from so many people and just in the, in the, you know, the fortunate position I'm in to work with experts in the field every single day uh, who are way smarter than I am, uh, who can tell you everything you want to know about credit and personal finance and the way credit reporting works, where a scoring works. And I'm able to share that that knowledge. So, and what what would you say is the one thing about credit that you are always telling people over and over again? Yeah, use credit as a financial tool. Credit is a financial tool. Debt is the financial problem. And if you use credit well, people don't realize you can have credit and not have debt. So, you know, I always give the example: if you have a credit card, you pay it in full each month, and you get cash back or 
discounts on purchases. It can save you money, make you money. You're not carrying any debt and it's the debt that gets people in trouble. So they're very closely related, but two different things. And so managing credit well and and not having too much debt is really the key. And that's what I call healthy credit. Exactly that. You know, and what's an easy fix um, that you wish people would stop doing that they think, oh, this is the easy fix and you just wish it would end? Um, A lot of things I can think of, Uh, you know, don't believe what you see on the Internet most of the time. There, you know, there isn't a quick fix to having credit issues. If you've had challenges, you become over indebted, you can change that. But perhaps the most important thing is to not believe it when people tell you there's a quick fix because it took time to get into a situation. It time, takes time to get out. Um, looking for the quick fix, what I usually find is it gets people deeper into trouble mm-hmm. than, it, than it helps. Um, you know, so understand that it's time. You have to reduce your debts. You have to pay down your credit card bills. You have to make those payments on time. There really isn't a quick fix. It's about consistency and patience. And, you know, the thing I tell people is that, you know, you you don't want to be in a rut in your personal life. Maybe you want to do exciting, interesting things, not in finance. You know, bankers, if you're dull, boring and consistent, that is the sexiest thing in the world to a banker. (laughs) Just pay those bills on time. You're reliable. You're always there. Nothing spontaneous. It's, you know, so that's the key to really having good financial health. Yeah. And I always say time heals all wounds and same with for your credit. I I never want anyone to think that if they have bad credit now, it means that they always will have bad credit. Absolutely. That's not true. It's just the the uh, shiny objects of, hey, you know, here here it is. Pick me, pick me. And and that's going all of a sudden something magical will happen with your credit report. That that's not really the case. But step by step. Just like you're saying, educating ourselves on credit and what to do and what to stay away from. It, and then you can rebuild. And so I yep. love that we we share we share the same thoughts on that. What about with children? Like what lessons do you think that kids should have when it comes to credit? Yeah, and I think it's starting early. And mm-hmm. understanding just fundamentally that credit is one of those tools in the toolbox, but you cannot be reckless with it. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's understanding that the thing that I know with my kids and you know, my story, so I have seven grandkids and three daughters and it's long story, but you know, they watch everything you do. Mm-hmm. And so when you, are at the store and you swipe that credit card or, or hold it up now and it reads it, it's important to use those opportunities as a teachable moment and to talk to them about what's happening, especially when they get old enough to ask about money. You know, if they're asking, what are you doing? Well, that you can tell them I'm using a credit card, but what that means is I have to pay for it later. It's not free. And if I don't, it, I can get into debt. It can be a really simple conversation, but be sure that you have conversations with your kids. Don't wait until you're angry and, or they get into trouble and then you yell at them because that's not going to help. Um, but know that they watch everything you do and 
that may be more important than anything else. You know, if your your habits are going to be copied by them. And so if you show them good habits and then talk to them about them, they will eventually learn to emulate that. Yeah. And it is so true. I read an article about how I'm I'm asking for little children, you know, to start talking about credit in a healthy way. But when they are college age and they're still not understanding about credit and how uh, the article was saying how some people didn't even understand they have to pay it back. And it was so shocking to me because it, and it's just, if it's not taught, then how do you know? Right. So I, I agree, you know, the lessons start young. So when they are out of the house, they know how to use credit in a healthy way. And I think it's important, too, that we we should be doing more to teach personal finance in schools. Mm-hmm. As much as we like to believe that learning about money and finance should take place in the home, it's not always the best place because the parents don't always know. Mm-hmm. It's a complicated thing. And, you know, if we don't have an objective, non-emotional conversation, you know, and teachers can present the facts around personal finance, you know, with parents, it's often an emotional interaction. It's, they're dealing with financial challenges and, and difficulties, and that's when the conversation starts. Mm-hmm. Not always the best place. It rests time. Right. So, you know, I think we need to do more in our schools, too, to, to teach about personal finance and about credit early on. A hundred percent. I know. And, and I, I ask this question all the time. How did you learn about credit? Because for me, it was with mistakes, because I went right, and it, it is what it is. So that it, in school, it would be fabulous if we could teach financial freedom, financial wealth, financial credit tips. And uh, so, Rod, make sure you're doing that. <laughs> We're trying. We're trying. <laughs> yeah. Um, listen, it's Cybersecurity Month, so I got to ask you some cyber questions, right? Absolutely. So, why is cyber secu- security awareness so important? Well, think about what we're doing right now. Uh, mm-hmm. We're sharing information online and we all do. We shop online. The holidays are coming up. And if we're not careful, it, the, the most valuable currency today is information. Mm-hmm. And personal information is the most valuable of all. If we're oversharing online, identity thieves, people who really you really don't want to have your information, will steal it and use it to their gain and to your disadvantage and your loss. So when we're online, whether you're shopping on that great big online shopping mecca that we all know about uh, or other sources, or if you're on a social media site, Mm -hmm. it's important to understand exactly what you're sharing because it can be a dangerous thing to do uh, from a financial perspective and from a personal perspective. Uh, You know, I always... You know, bring up, you know, we want to post pictures on Facebook, but you have to understand that a picture on Facebook or online isn't the same as a Polaroid that we used to have. Right. You know, a Polaroid was a picture. That's all you saw. Online, there's information and data underlying that photo that can be accessed too about where that picture was taken and when it was taken and where you might go if there's a series of pictures and, and they can create a you know, picture of your daily life without you realizing that you're actually sharing that information. So understand that it's all, you know, ones and zeros and, and 
there's a lot more information that you're, you may be transmitting when you don't even realize it. Right. A hundred percent. It's scary. It definitely is something to be aware of. And, you know, and, and that's why we're talking about it today. What are some common forms of cyber security attacks? So we're all familiar with breaches and so we mm-hmm. can't always control those. Uh, you know, if a, if a, a government attacks a business, they might get information uh, and there's not much you can do about that. Uh, but there are other kinds of things that happen. It used to be called phishing. You know, so you get an email. Uh, there was pretext calling when we still had telephones that were hanging on the wall. And we're starting to see a bit of that with cell phones now. Mm. Um, you know, there, there's all sorts of ishings, smishing and phishing and uh, all kinds of things. But fundamentally, what they're doing is trying to trick you into giving them information. So it may be an email. It may be an I am on um, a social media site. It could be, and we've all seen when there's been a breach and we get the somebody sending you a message and it's somebody you know, and you're like, well, we haven't sent a message in 10 years. Why are they sending that? And it will come as a, a notification on your phone. And you immediately just out of habit may hit that link. Well, now they've taken the information from you. So, you know, there are a lot of ways it can happen. It could be posting pictures on a social media site where you have a picture of your car and on your car, you have your license plate, mm. you have those pictures of your kids. So mom, dad, and the three kids and the school they go to, and they're an honor student. You give up a lot of information that you don't realize. Uh, and you need to be aware of that. If you're on a, 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 a online store and they're asking for information, understand where you're giving it. Uh, you know, often they'll ask for information. It may not be the store you think it is. Mm-hmm. It could be a spoofed site. It looks exactly like the website you would go to and it's not. So you need to be very careful about that. Uh, and if you get con- get an email from your bank or on the website, they ask for your account number. It's not your bank. They have that already. Right. You know, so be aware of some of those very simple things that, that can trick, trick you and trip you up. Yeah. And they usually get you when you are just off guard. You're just yeah. off guard and you give up that information. You know, it's it's not when you're sitting and thinking, right? It's like right. you're rushing, we're busy, and you get that phone call and then you get afraid. So it, that's why they always say, right, stop and think before you're giving up that information. Yeah. When when you receive that phone call or that email. Yeah. And it can be really tough. You raise a really good point. They will also attack that life events that are really hard. So we've had a death in the family, for example, you're vulnerable and they know that if, you know, they'll see a, an obituary somewhere and suddenly you'll get all sorts of nefarious kinds of communication and, and they know you're vulnerable because you're, you're not thinking clearly. So it, it can be really difficult. Yeah. Yeah. And what are some signs that you have been a victim of a cybersecurity attack? Yeah. One, watch for notifications from your bank that there have been attempts to access an account uh, or watch your billing statements. We don't always get them in the mail today. So check online, go to your bank site, check your your monthly statements, look for charges that you don't recognize. It could be that you get, in the worst cases, a collection notice. That could be really bad uh, because you don't have that account. It's not you. That would be a good sign, Um, a bad sign really bad sign. Uh, but uh, in my case, I got a tax refund check mm. and I hadn't filed my taxes. 
and Ooh. I usually don't get a refund check. So <laughs> pretty good clue. Um, so, you know, so there are lots of things that could tip you off uh, that, that there are issues. Uh, if you are on a social media site and your, your friends start sending emails to you saying, have you reached out to me and you haven't? Mm. Uh, you know, yeah. When we see breaches, that happens often. Yeah. And what are some steps that people can do to protect themselves from cyber attacks? Yeah. So, so I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. Hey. Real life has just happened. I don't know why. All the blinds and everything are closed. There's nobody at the door. I love it. I have a random dog that oh, I have a dog that pop. randomly barks. She's not so random. <laughs> <laughs> What's her name? She's like Bella. Bella. Yeah, Bella. Her brother is very quiet. They're both right there. So <laughs> she just needed attention, I guess. Um, I love dogs. But to protect yourself, there are several things you can do. Understand why you're sharing information if you've been asked for it. And if you don't know why they need it, don't give it or ask them for their reasoning. Uh, if you are on websites, look for that padlock in the HTTPS. Make sure you're working with an organization you know. Never respond to an email from your bank directly through a link that comes through your email. Go get your billing statement go to their website and then reach out, get the number directly from them and verify that they are actually the ones that are sending the information. Um, you know, be sure that you're not sharing information. Again, I keep going back to social media because I see it so mm -hmm. often. If right. you're going on vacation, wait until you get back to tell people you went on vacation. Don't post that I'll be gone from this date to this date. And these are my flight numbers. And this is where we're going. Oh, no. They can figure out where you live. Not only might you be exposing yourself to electronic fraud, you could be telling a burglar that they could come by anytime they like because you're not there. Right. Uh, you know, so you know, be conscious of those sorts of things. Uh, you know, be check your credit histories. Make sure you're checking your credit report regularly because it can tip you off that you may be a victim. Uh, and that's really important. You can subscribe to free monitoring services. Of course, Experian has one uh, that I think is the best in the industry, but and I'm a little bit biased, but you know, it does lots of things other than just let you check your credit report and your score. It, it will give you alerts to potential fraud. It monitors the dark web that most of us don't know how to get to and probably shouldn't. Um, right. You, know, you want to make sure that you're active in monitoring the information that's out there. Know what's there so that you can act on it quickly. Yeah, absolutely. I always say when you find out about an issue, dealing with it right then, not if you find out and it's something that happened years ago, it makes it so much harder. So in yes. the moment, so having that service is great. And where do listeners find that? So Experian.com, really simple. Go to www.experian.com or you can download the Experian app uh, on your, your uh, cell phone or your mobile device and you can just search in the app store. Uh, and, and you'll find it there to search for Experian uh, and look for the purple cow. I guess we have a purple cow yes. out there these days if you're watching TV. <laughs> yep, <laughs> so. I love it. <laughs> hey, I'm a country kind of gal. So, you know, even though I'm from New York and uh, people always think New York, New York City, which believe me, I love New York City, but I am an hour, I'm in the Hudson Valley. So there's yeah. cows everywhere. So I love that, that Experian <laughs> is doing that. <laughs> Adorable. What is My niece your and nephew farm and they have cattle and he's not so sure yet that he likes the purple cow Aww. or he'd like to have a bunch of them because they would be valuable. <laughs> so. Yeah. Right. What is your number one credit tip? Be proactive. 
check your credit reports, know what's there. Don't be afraid to. I Too often I talk to people and I ask them if they check their credit report. And even today they'll shake their head no and kind of hang their head. Mm-hmm. And I, so why? And, and they'll tell me because they're afraid to see of what they'll see. And you shouldn't be. You know, it doesn't hurt your credit history at all to check your report. It doesn't affect credit scores. You should get that report because you can't do anything about it until you know what's there. So right. check that credit report. It gives you power financially to know what's there. You should walk into your lender and know exactly what they're going to see. Yeah. And if you're taking care of your credit history, you'll be able to tell them, you're going to give me a loan today because I know exactly what you're going to see. You know, they might get a different score, but it's still based on that credit report. And if you have a good score from Experian, you're going to have a good score with them. And you should be able to know that and feel empowered by that. Yeah. And, you know, I can't even just like you're saying, people are, are fearful and there have been individuals like having conversations with me crying so sad about their past credit history, this and that. And I hear the whole thing and I... I'm like, I understand, but let's look at the report. And then we look at it. I'm like, this isn't anything what you said. <laughs> so I, I'm like, you do not know what bad is. I'll tell you what bad is. <laughs> Let me show you yeah. what happened to me. Uh, so, yeah, it's you cannot once it's like ripping off a Band-Aid for the ones who are afraid. Look at the wound. It's OK if there's some if you, you messed up a little bit, but. Let's look at it and put a good plan together and you can have a foundation from there. It's okay. And we share the same tip then, Rod. My number one tip is look at your credit report, 100%. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. I mean, it's so great having you on. Can't wait to have you back because you always share great credit tips with us. And like I say, Cybersecurity Month, being aware you know, it's something we're just not thinking about because it's kind of new, right? So the awareness is important. It is. It's new and it's not. And it's right. in many ways, we're not conscious of it. I think, you know, we're online all the time. And when you're on your phone, you may not think about being online. It's, you know, you're working with your mobile device. It's not quite the same as sitting at a computer with a keyboard, mm-hmm. but you're transacting. And anytime you're you're transacting, you need to be aware of, of what you're sharing and how you're sharing it and with whom. Uh, and that, you know, that's by far the most important is just to be aware and then know where that information is and, and what's being reported. Get your reported experience, go to experience.com, get your credit report. It's free. You know, and I should probably touch on if you find signs of fraud, yeah. you should add what we call an initial security alert right away. At, and you can do that at experian.com slash fraud. It's not, you know, so we're, we're pretty clever in our names uh, for our <laughs> site. Um, but go to experian.com slash fraud. It's a free alert. Lasts for a year. Says I might be a victim. Let's you get your free report. Another free report. Check that report. If you find the evidence, you can file a police report. Add an, an extended fraud victim alert that stays for seven years. It says you are a victim. Give us telephone numbers. Lenders have to recognize those and respond to them. And so gives you the ability to have protection while you're working through that process. Uh, And if you find that you're a victim of identity theft and credit fraud as a result, if you have a police report or a valid identity theft report, so the FTC has one, for example, uh, the California Department of Motor Vehicles, if you happen to live in California, not sure why the DMV does, but it does. Um, Once you have that and you can upload that with Experian, we can start to proactively 
remove those fraudulent accounts from your credit report and dispute the information. So again, it's about empowering yourself, giving yourself information and, and knowledge to, and to work with us. Right. And the fraud alert lasts, let's just repeat that. The fraud alert is for one year. The initial alert is one year. Mm-hmm. And it, it says, I may be a victim of identity theft or credit fraud. Please verify my identity before granting credit my name, essentially. An extended fraud victim alert, you provide a police report or valid identity theft report. We'll add an extended fraud victim alert that lasts for seven years. It says, I am a victim of identity theft. Please call me and you can give us two telephone numbers. So it could be a cell in a home or a day or a night or work in a cell, whatever you want to do. And that lasts for seven years. And so you're, you're able to then, and you'll get multiple free reports in that process as well, in addition to the federal report. Um, and so lots of, lots of protection there. Um, I should also add that we, you can get a free report from each of the national credit reporting companies once a week through, the, through 2024 now uh, through annualcreditreport.com. So there's no reason you shouldn't look at your report. It doesn't cost a thing. You shouldn't have to pay for it at all. Uh, so you check that report and know what's there. Yeah, I love that you're doing that, you know, for free till 2024 every single week because you really can keep an eye on your credit. And so that I just absolutely love that that's still going on. So no excuses, just like you said, no excuses. And I love those tips you gave us regarding the fraud alert because people get very confused over being a, a, a victim of identity theft and what to do and how to protect themselves moving forward. So those were gems and I appreciate it so much. That's why I made you repeat it because sometimes <laughs> like we're listening and it's like really write that down, you know, that's really going to help, help you big time with your credit. So thank you so much, Rod. And uh, I'm looking forward to chatting with you more during the credit chat with Experian. Absolutely. We'll see you Wednesday. Uh, yeah. Tomorrow, absolutely, right yeah. Uh, so maybe not when this comes out, but it'll be tomorrow when we're talking. Yep. So, Jeannie, thank you so much. Always glad to join. Let me know, and I'll, I'm, I'm happy to to share any tidbits that might be stuck in this brain of mine. Okay, sounds great. See you soon. Right. Thank you. Bye. 